Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Mr. Classic Wrestling Podcast. And today, I'm going to go over my review of AEW's Dynamite. Starting off the evening, we have an MJF segment, or a rebar mitzvah, if you will. MJF makes his way out to the ring. He disses Bret Hart, obviously, because they're in Canada. MJF then talks about Brian Danielson. MJF then calls himself the Iron Man after he beat Brian Danielson in that 60-minute Iron Man match. After he says that, Jungle Boy's music hits. He makes his way out. Makes his way out to the ring, as well as Sammy Guevara and Darby Allen. Jungle Boy and Darby Allen, as well as Sammy Guevara, both all tell MJF that they want a title shot. And then Darby takes jabs at the talent in the back, complaining about their contracts. And then an all-out brawl takes place in the middle of the ring. Moving on from that, we go into our first official match of the night. It is the Dark Order teaming up with Adam Page versus the Blackpool Combat Club. Uh, number one, this was a great match, man. Was, this was actually Stu Grayson's uh, AEW return match. Uh, the match itself, back and forth matchup, Evil Uno and Wheeler Yuta were both exchanging in the middle of the ring. Dark Order were keeping the pace of the match, but Claudio Castanoli hits a spike pile driver on Stu Grayson on the outside. Page then hits a fallaway slam on Yuta in the middle of the ring. Page and Moxley then both exchange in the middle of the ring, but Moxley ultimately applies a choke. And your winners of the match are the Blackpool Combat Club. Hats off to the Blackpool Combat Club for getting the win in this matchup. Moving on from that, we have Jay Cargill's open challenge for the TBS Championship. This was pretty much a jobber. Uh, glorified squash match with Jade ultimately hitting her signature jaded pins for the three. And your winner of the match, and still TBS champion, is Jade Cargill. After the match, Renee Paquette gets in the ring to interview Jade Cargill. Jade asks pretty much what's next, if there's anybody else left in Canada that you know that wants to wrestle Jade. And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, music hits. It is Taya Valkyrie. She makes her AEW Dynamite debut. She comes down to the ring, gets face-to-face with Jade Cargill. And it looks like we might get a matchup, hopefully relatively soon, hopefully, between Taya Valkyrie and Jade Cargill. Moving on from that, we have a QT Marshall segment. Um, I thought this segment was absolutely cringe, man. This was pretty much a knockoff to the TMZ stuff that you see on TV. Uh, The one thing that it did show was that uh, Aaron Solo was the person who stole the TNT championship away from Wardlow. Moving on from that, We go into our next match of the night. It is for the AEW International Championship. It is Jeff Jarrett versus Orange Cassidy. I thought this was a good matchup. Back and forth matchup between Jarrett and Cassidy with Cassidy keeping the pace of the match. Jarrett then applies a sharpshooter on Cassidy, but Cassidy breaks the hold. Satnam Singh then attacks Orange Cassidy with the referee being distracted. Jarrett then applies a figure four leg lock on Orange Cassidy, but Orange Cassidy breaks the hold. Jared and Orange Cassidy then both exchange in the middle of the ring with Jay Lethal attacking Orange Cassidy. But Orange Cassidy gets up, hits his signature orange punch on Jeff Jarrett, pins for the three, and your winner of the match is Orange Cassidy. Hats off to Orange Cassidy for getting the win in this matchup. Moving on from that, we have an outcast segment. Ruby Soho talks about the homegrown AEW talent in the back. Tony Storm then talks about her interim championship run that she had after she had, well, after Thunder Rosa pretty much vacated the championship due to injury. Uh, Jamie Hayter and Britt Baker make their way out to the ring. The Outcasts then attack Baker and Hayter. 
And then Rio and Willow Nightingale come down to the ring to save Jamie Hayter and Britt Baker. Moving on from that, we go into our next match of the night. It is the main event of AEW's Dynamite. It is the Elite versus the House of Black versus the JAS for the Trios Championships. I thought this was a great match. Back and forth matchup with all teams involved with the Elite keeping the pace of the match. Jericho then hits a code breaker on Omega. Guevara then hits a shooting star press on Matt Jackson. But the House of Black ultimately hit the finish. Pins for the three. And your winners of the match and still AEW Trios champions are the House of Black. After the match, an all-out fight takes place with all the teams involved. Adam Page then fights Wheeler Yuta. Page then is in the ring. The Blackpool Combat Club are in the ring as well, staring down Adam Page. But behind Adam Page is Kenny Omega and Matt and Nick Jackson. And it looks like we have a stare down between the elite Adam Page and the Blackpool Combat Club. A couple of things I'm going to say about Dynamite, man, before I get out of here. Uh, number one, it was a solid show. Uh, to start off the evening, we had that rebar mitzvah for uh, MJF. I thought that was absolutely fantastic, man. I think, you know, having the four pillars of AEW in the same ring simultaneously, man, says a lot. Um, and I like, the, the, you know, the, the direction that they're going. I, I really do. I think, you know, having even those three guys, Jungle Boy, Guevara, and Darby Allen, all wanting a title shot against MJF, the best way that I would do that is have a triple threat match between Guevara, Jungle Boy, and Darby Allen, And the winner of that will be the new number one contender for the AEW World Championship. And that match between MJF and that new number one contender will take place at uh, Double or Nothing. That's exactly what I would do. Um, but all in all, it was a great segment. I thought it was absolutely hilarious to see MJF fly off the ropes and go through that kick. I thought it was absolutely hilarious. Um, but all in all, man, it was, it was an awesome segment. I'm pretty sure it was dark. The next pay-per-view was dark order, uh, um, the dark order, double or nothing. Um, dark order and Adam page versus Blackpool combat club. Again, solid matchup. It was great to see Stu Grayson back in AEW. He was gone for a little while, but it looks like he came back. Great to see Stu Grayson in AEW again. Uh, Jay Cargill's open challenge. Um, again, it was, I guess, pretty much a glorified jobber. It was a quick match, glorified squash match. But the highlight of it was obviously um, obviously the uh, debut of Ty Valkyrie. Um, I think she's a great addition to the roster, man. I really do. I think she's a great addition to AEW. Um, I think all it can do is just elevate that women's division. And for what it's worth, man, right now what that women's locker room is doing with AEW, it's definitely getting a lot of eyeballs on the product. For sure. And, you know, adding this addition to that women's locker room with Taya Valkyrie, man, is only making that women's locker room a hell of a lot better than what it was. So, and, you know, the stuff that the Outcast are doing with, you know, Ruby Soho and Soraya and uh, Tony Storm, sky's the limit for that women's locker room in AEW, man. I'm definitely looking forward to what's going to happen next uh, for the AEW women's locker room for sure. And honestly, I mean, I'm honestly looking forward to uh, Jay Cargill versus uh, Taya Valkyrie for the TBS championship. That will also be a fantastic matchup to see uh the qt marshall segment i touched base on this earlier man i thought it was absolutely cringe it was a knockoff to tmz and honestly for what it's worth qt marshall does not need to be on television he just doesn't the factory that whole stable did not work it was a failed project from the get-go it just doesn't work you know and obviously it doesn't work anyway because tony khan really wasn't pushing the factory they i mean it's not they're a glorified aw dark or aw elevation tag team or stable Nobody cares about the factory, man. I'm sorry. I, you know, 
QT Marshall, he's a great trainer, and that's been well documented. And he's been, you know, doing a fantastic job with the talent that's, you know, in the back or up and coming talent that want an opportunity on Dynamite or AEW Dark or Elevation. You know, he's great at that. And like I said, that's been documented. But at the same time, does QT Marshall need to be on AEW Dynamite Television? Absolutely not. The factory is a failed experiment. It does not work. And two, there's nothing left for QT Marshall to do. Nothing. You're not putting him in a title run. It's not going to happen. He needs to stay in the back and train the talent. He doesn't need to be on AEW Dynamite Television, man. In my honest opinion. Um, Jared versus Orange Cassidy for the AEW International Championship. Solid matchup with Orange Cassidy successfully becoming victorious in that match and retaining the AEW International Championship. So I definitely look forward to what's going to happen next with Orange Cassidy. Uh, and then the main event. the For the Trios, uh, Trios Championship, we had the Elite versus the House of Black versus the JAS. Solid matchup. I think a lot of people are still talking about what happened at the end of that match with the Elite pretty much backing up Adam Page against the Blackpool Combat Club. Could we see, possibly... Adam Page reuniting with his old buddies from the Elite to team up against the Blackpool Combat Club, man. And I'm all for that, man. Take my money. I'm all for the Blackpool Combat Club versus the Elite with Adam Page returning to the Elite. I think it's absolutely great. I think the story writes itself, man, to be honest with you. I think it would be absolutely awesome if Adam Page joined the, you know, joined up with his buddies again for another run with the Elite. I think it'd be absolutely awesome. But um Besides all that stuff, I do have a little bit of news um, about AEW. And uh, number one is it was announced about AEW's Forbidden Door. Uh, AEW's Forbidden Door will be taking place on June 25th in Toronto, Canada. Man, this is big, big news. It's obviously going to be AEW versus New Japan. Um, and last year's Forbidden Door show was absolutely incredible, man. It was a great show. Uh, even though AEW had a couple injuries uh, before that pay-per-view took place, it looks like a lot of people are back healthy again. Well, majority of everybody's back healthy again. So hopefully everybody can stay healthy uh, leading up to June 25th for this Forbidden Door card in June. Um, if that's the case, man, it's going to be an absolutely insane pay-per-view to watch. And not only that, one thing that I have to mention is that uh, New Japan actually has a women's champion right now with uh, Mercedes Monet. So could we possibly see... Mercedes Monet at this pay-per-view defending that belt or at least being in a match against, you know, somebody from AEW. It'd be absolutely insane, man. If that were to happen, that roof would blow. It would be the roof would blow off that place. If Mercedes Monet was, you know, highlighted for that show to, to appear or to wrestle on that pay-per-view would be absolutely insane. Um, and the other thing about AEW and the news that I gathered was that AEW is currently thinking about adding a third weekly wrestling show uh, to their programming. And a lot of people are back and forth on it. To be honest with you, man, do I think AEW needs a third weekly wrestling show? No, absolutely not. And I'll tell you why. Number one, the main, the main reason why is they're already struggling enough with Rampage. Rampage is already a tape show. It's not live. And the time slot is completely just, it's horrendous. You had that at Friday night, every Friday night at 10, 10 o'clock p.m. Eastern time. Okay. Right. At, and usually, yeah, there's people that watch SmackDown from 8 to 10. And usually after that, people are not, you know, they don't want to, it's Friday night. People don't want to stay in 
for an hour from 10 to 11 and watch pro wrestling. To me, honestly, if they're going to keep Rampage, Rampage needs to be live and should be a two-hour show. It should be, you know, AEW's alternate show. It should be AEW SmackDown, pretty much. And it's not that. So AEW does not need a third show. I heard that the rumor is supposed to be it's AEW Collision is what it's supposed to be called because they filed the trademark for it. It's not needed, man. It's not. And for what it's worth, and I've said this multiple times about Tony Khan, you know, I'm loving what AEW is doing right now. I think they have a really good roster. But with that being said, Tony Khan has a lot of stuff on his plate, literally. I mean, you have to understand that this guy is running, you know, two companies simultaneously with AEW and Ring of Honor. And for what it's worth, man, I mean, I haven't really watched much of Ring of Honor uh, since it's been on Honor Club, but I've seen the, you know, the match cards for Ring of Honor for the past few weeks, and the cards have been absolutely incredible. So, and that's great. I'm, I'm happy that Ring of Honor is kind of getting its own independence and not be, you know, had the stigma of AEW around it. I'm glad Ring of Honor is getting its own, you know, credibility back. I think it's absolutely fantastic. And like I said, the cards that Ring of Honor has been getting here lately have been absolutely fantastic, man. I think the roster that Tony Khan is trying to build for Ring of Honor is going to be absolutely incredible when it's all said and done. Um, but with that being said, man, I mean, he has a lot on his plate. You know, when you're running AEW, you're running Ring of Honor, it's absolutely insane. So the one thing that Tony Khan and AEW doesn't need right now is a third weekly wrestling program every week. You know, it's just not needed. It's really not needed. You know, right now with what they're doing with Dynamite and Rampage, you know, especially Dynamite, it seems like it's working. So don't change it. Let it be. And I don't, you know, here's the other thing too. And one thing I will say about AEW when it pertains to this weekly, supposedly, you know, this weekly, you know, third weekly tele, uh, television show, rather than it being a television show, why can't they add another pay-per-view? I mean, it's just a thought. I mean, why can't we have another pay-per-view? Now, if, if I'm not mistaken, when AEW came into existence, uh, Tony Khan and AEW filed two trademarks, and I'm, I'm pretty sure they successfully got them, for two former WCW pay-per-views. I believe it was Super Brawl and Slamboree. Why can't AEW just rebrand that and make that into pay-per-views? I think it'd be great. I think it'd be absolutely fantastic for them to do that. You know, I'm not sitting here saying that AEW should have a full year slate of pay-per-views. No, because at the end of the day, you're not... The format that they have right now, you, you're anticipating the pay-per-view because when they do it correctly, the, the build and the storylines building up and leading up to that pay-per-view, you know, that's the final product, man. That's the final end of that storyline. So you're going to be invested in that entire pay-per-view based upon the fact that all, this, all these storylines that you had for months leading up to this pay-per-view. That's why they shouldn't do a full year's worth of pay-per-views. Right now, their pay-per-view format works absolutely awesome, but I'm not saying adding one or two more pay-per-views would, you know, be bad for AEW. I think it'd be a real, honestly, I think it'd be a good thing. I really do. But, um, oh, man, I mean, Dynamite last night was a really good show. It was a really good show. Definitely a newsworthy show uh, with the debut of Ty of Valkyrie. You have the Elite possibly joining forces again or Adam Page joining forces again with the Elite. It's got a lot of people talking, man, a lot of people talking. But like I said, all in all, it was a really good show. And definitely a newsworthy newsworthy show at that. But uh, this is my review of AEW's Dynamite. I hope you guys are out there staying safe. Be careful. And remember, stay classic. Peace.